0: Will the Denver Broncos be playoff contenders in the 2022 NFL season? We tell you why we believe they will. And we also tell you reasons why they may not make the playoffs this upcoming season. You get that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos. Your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome into Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. For all your daily Denver Broncos news, content coverage, and more, this is the place to be. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Senior Broncos Analyst at Mile High Sports. Join alongside my co-host at Sarah Bender, site expert, predominantlyorange.com. We have you covered with all things Denver Broncos. Sarah, look, literally, we got the media barbecue going on here today. We have training camp practice set to start tomorrow for the Broncos. There's a lot of really exciting things going on right now in Dove Valley. Yesterday's episode of the show, we talked about why we believe Russell Wilson will hit the over on overall touchdown passes as projected by our good friends at Bet Online today. We head into a major storyline. Will the Denver Broncos be playoff contenders this upcoming season? We make the cases as to why they will, why they won't. Well, you you gotta feel that playoff atmosphere, that playoff vibe, that feeling, that good feeling is
1: back in the air, right? I mean, all offseason, at least since the Russell Wilson trade, I feel like the optimism is back. Everybody's expecting big things from the Broncos, and and rightfully so. You get a superstar QB in there, or you know, according to some people, maybe a tier two QB. I don't know if you read that article. Cody. I had a good laugh about some of those comments in it from the athletic, uh, to each their own. But for, for me, and I think for many of us in Broncos country expectations are, Hey, we've got an elite quarterback in the building that completely changes the game for everything.
0: I mean, it really does, and that's where I really want to set the table here. First off, why will the Denver Broncos be playoff contenders in 2022? His name starts with Russell, ends with Wilson, also known as Mr. Unlimited,
1: right? Uh, he's going to be <laughs> transcending this offense. I think our show notes put it perfectly. Like Transcendental is the type of word that I think of, and it could be so easy to overhype a guy like Russell, even a guy like Russell Wilson coming in, right? I mean, he is he's been an established star in the NFL. And all of a sudden he comes to a new team. But I think, I think a lot of people may be thinking of this in terms of like, you know, the NBA where or or the MLB, where a star changes teams and it just doesn't immediately translate to success. But football is so much different. When you get a player like Russell Wilson on your team, a quarterback can really drive the, the success of the team. And, and Russell Wilson is a guy that does that. What have I been saying all offseason and even dating back to last year? What the Broncos need at the position is a guy that can be the tide to raise all the other boats in the harbor and that's what russell wilson can do he is that game-changing kind of player that transcendental type of player that can come in and completely resurrect what has been for the denver broncos frankly a dead offense so i think he's going to do that i think he's going to have great success year one but in addition to that on the other side of the ball
0: i mean you're returning so many key guys and that's going to be huge for the Broncos. You know, the narrative that I've been seeing is, all oh, the Broncos, you know, they expect the defense to regress because there's a first-time defensive play caller in a Giro Evero. What if, right? Let's just throw this out there. What if a Giro Evero takes this defense, elevates it, maximizes it to the best of its ability in a way that Vic Fangio maybe could? Because Vic had this tumultuous relationship with some players versus Azero Evro, and this coaching staff, they're very collaborative. They welcome player feedback, whereas Vic's regime, they didn't really welcome a lot of player feedback or input in terms of the defensive game plan. What if the Broncos defense? doesn't miss a beat or maybe even gets a little bit better than they were last year. And, and Sarah, I think that's a, a tremendous possibility here because of the fact they're returning a majority of their defensive starters from last year. You know, regardless, Shelby Harris is gone, unfortunately. That's a you know that's a big blow. That's a bummer here for Broncos country. But they've added some very good guys in DJ Jones, who was an absolute dog in San Francisco. You add Randy Gregory, who we believe can be a very special pass rusher for this Broncos team if healthy. Same with Bradley Chubb coming back fully healthy. Then you just f- factor in the secondary. It is loaded. K-Jack, Justin Simmons, PS2, Ronald Darby. I mean, this is a defense, Sarah, in my opinion, that could be one of the top units in the NFL. And if the Broncos have a top five offense and a top five defense, they will be playoff contenders this upcoming season. But I think, Sarah, the next point, a lot of Broncos fans have this question. Is a new coach going to be an issue here for the Broncos?
1: I think it's a valid question, honestly. But I, I you know, you look at a lot of different examples throughout the course of even just recent history I mean, you think of like Matt LaFleur with the Green Bay Packers and Sean McVay with the Los Angeles Rams and even like dating back to John Harbaugh with the Baltimore Ravens. A lot of guys have had success in their first year on the job as a head coach in the NFL. And and so it's not unprecedented. Heck, I mean, it wasn't Gary Kubiak's rookie year as a head coach, but I mean, the Broncos (laughs) did win the Super Bowl in his first year as head coach of the team. So it's definitely not impossible to think the team can go have success. And in some ways, I think this argument can get twisted to being like the devil, you know, versus the devil, you don't right? last year, Vic Fangio and his staff, one of the most experienced coaching staffs in the entire NFL, that didn't exactly work out for the Denver Broncos having all that experience on the staff. It ended up actually really compartmentalizing the entire team and and even some of the coaches and the players within the team. Like we've talked about Pat Shermer's comments about how, how about I be the play caller, you be the player type of thing that he was saying when he was there, allegedly. And I just, I think it's just completely different again even if it's the devil you don't know versus the devil you know, it's kind of one of those things where it, I have optimism now that game management is going to be better because Vic Fangio is not the one that's in charge of calling the timeouts at the end of a half or at the end of a game. And different things like that with clock management, with game management, and with offensive coordinator change, obviously Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach, will be calling the plays. I think a, a new head coach isn't going to be a problem for the Denver Broncos. In fact, I think it could enhance everybody else on the team, just based on the fact that we could see players getting used better than they were before. Are we going to see Jerry Judy going more like this? Are we going to see him going, you know, more like this juking people out of their socks (laughs) as a route runner? I, I feel like we're going to see things that they seem so simple on paper, better usage of guys in the red zone, actually sending Jerry Judy on routes, actually utilizing him or KJ Hamler on those jet sweeps, you know, different things that I think we didn't see with the previous coaching regime that we will see with this new regime, learning from the mistakes, of the, the previous
0: you know guys that were in place. It's going to be a big thing to follow here for Broncos Country. Broncos Country is going to be on the berm tomorrow in Dove Valley. It's a 10 o'clock a.m. start time for practice. Last till about 12 o'clock there. Very excited to see everybody in Broncos Country out there for training camp. We're going to have you covered all week long here on the Locked On Broncos podcast all throughout the season. This is the number one go-to that you should make for all your Denver Broncos news, content, coverage, and more. Now, Sarah, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to dive into the discussion as to maybe some of the reasons, maybe why the Broncos won't be playoff contenders in 2022. What would happen if that were the case? We analyze that, but before we do that, let me tell you about girlfriends friends over there at Dave. If you're living paycheck to paycheck and struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. Now, Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, to buy a wedding gift, or to catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and there's no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get their financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the app store right now. That's D-A-V-E and sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to Dave.com legal instant transfer fees apply. banking provided by Evolve member fdic your future you will thank you What are some reasons that the Denver Broncos could miss the playoffs in the 2022 NFL season? There's a lot of interesting responses and possibilities when you factor in the AFC as a whole, potential injuries. We're going to dive into that coming up here in just a moment, but real quick, Broncos country, thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Every single day in your favorite podcast and provider or here on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe that follow button so you never miss out on a day's worth of Denver Broncos news, content coverage, and more. Courtesy, Lockdown Broncos. Sir... This was an interesting piece, right? Because I think when the Broncos acquired Russell Wilson, everybody automatically said, okay, hey, the Broncos, they're now in the conversation to become Super Bowl contenders. And it seems like ever since Russell Wilson signed the contract, there's been, I think, some detractors, not only just in the national media, but even in local media that say that the Broncos may not be a playoff team here in 2022 because it's a first-year head coach, because it's a you know new offensive scheme here with Russell Wilson, because they're too young of a team, but... Wasn't it just last year, Sarah, where we had felt internally from watching as many games as we did that we felt that the Broncos were just a quarterback away? So suddenly what has changed with the narrative? Because in my opinion, looking at the offseason, looking at the draft free agency and a quarterback, the Broncos got significantly better.
1: They did. And and to your point, I mean it's it's kind of ridiculous. Not only do we watch every game, but we watch every preseason game. We pour over the roster. We analyze every single roster move, practice squad or active roster or 90-man roster. It doesn't matter. We pour over it every single day here on this show and in our in our other jobs covering the Broncos where we write about them and everything. And so I, I mean it, it just feels like that narrative shifted so abruptly over this offseason, to me, I don't think the roster is going to be a problem. I think that the number one issue that any team faces is just that war on attrition over the course of a season. If you are not one of the healthiest teams at the end of the year, you have a really good chance of falling short of high expectations, unfortunately. And that's really going to be the case for the Denver Broncos. And I think this roster is deep. Don't get me wrong when I say that, but there's certain players that you really just can't afford to lose, right? there, There's different players that... Okay, yeah, we lose this we lose this guy, we can replace him with this guy. And and not that you ever want to see anybody get hurt, but there's certain guys that you just you simply can't have get hurt and still have a lot of success in the season. The the 2015 team was a complete outlier in this way. Like Peyton Manning, he got hurt, but he wasn't playing well anyway. And and it kind of actually gave the Broncos a spark when he when Brock Osweiler came onto the field and kind of changed things up, have a little bit different, you know, voice in that huddle. This this team I, I think it would be just so like if Patrick Sertan gets hurt or if Russell Wilson gets hurt, I think that's what really shoots down your potential playoff chances. But uh, again, we don't expect those things going into a season. You expect dings. you expect bruises. You expect guys to go down along the way, but you're not necessarily expecting your best players to go down. Of course, injuries play a factor in this, but to me, Cody, I think more realistically, the bigger factor here is really the depth in the confidence Conference that the Broncos play in.
0: Well, and I think that's really going to be the biggest key. You know, I think for Denver, too, like... <laughs> I know they didn't beat the Chiefs last season, but Sarah, it's like they they came close twice last year to doing it. And if we weren't for a Teddy Bridgewater, really poor game on Sunday night football, throwing those interceptions. I mean, the Broncos defense held Mahomes to his worst passer rating in his career, held Tyree Hill to his lowest output as a wide receiver in the National Football League. I mean, the defense did its job. So it's like, it's hard to look at how the Broncos played last year against what I felt like is a more talented Chiefs team last year. Some question marks this year, but they're still a damn good team. There's going to be a Chiefs fan that probably finds finds this and takes issue with what I said, but I'm giving them their praise. They're a damn good football team. They're in the king until they're not the king anymore. You look at teams like Buffalo, like I said, Kansas City, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Chargers. You also look at teams like Cincinnati, who went to the Super Bowl. Denver could have beat them last year. Unfortunately, there's a blown coverage, and the offense couldn't get it going down late when they needed to the most. It is a loaded conference from top to bottom. So I think for me, the one way, in my opinion, that Denver will miss out on the playoffs here in 2022, Sarah, is if they drop. Conference games. Look, they did really good against the NFC East last year. At winning NFC East games doesn't do anything for the AFC West Denver Broncos. You have to win a majority of your games in the division in order to give yourself the best chance at a wild card spot and the best chance to win the division. But more importantly, when you play other AFC teams, non divisional games, you have to take care of business. You're going to play the Tennessee Titans this season. You're going to play the Colts on Thursday night football. It is going to be a loaded schedule here for this Broncos team. A lot of the opponents are going to be very tough. If Denver Can take care of AFC conference games Mm -hmm. and they come out ahead of the pack above 500 then I do think that they'll make the playoffs. But if they drop a lot of those games, Sarah, I, I don't think they'll make the playoffs this year. And I think that's just putting the writing on the wall. What do you think is going to happen in this situation? Because Denver will be tested this year.
1: They will. And I think that's the biggest, I I do think that's the biggest reason why, if you want to make an argument for why the Broncos missed the playoffs, I mean, you could legitimately win 10 games in the AFC this year and still not be one of the seven best teams yep. in the conference. So like, that's going to be huge. And like you mentioned, winning those NFC games, it doesn't really matter. I mean, the, we saw last year, the Broncos in 2021 could have been the NFC East champions in 2020. So that's just the way that things go. But unfortunately for them, I, I mean, it doesn't matter in the AFC West. You have to probably win 11 or 12 games just to get in to the playoffs. And then from that point, you have to run a gauntlet that could include any number of teams from any number of these divisions. I think and we don't even talk about the Tennessee Titans, who were the number one seed in the AFC last year, which is crazy to think about. And it's just such a odd situation in the AFC right now as compared to the NFC that the Broncos are in. So it's going to be crucial to get off to a hot start. We know the schedule starts off relatively, quote unquote, easy for the Broncos this year leading up to their bye week by comparison to the gauntlet that they face in the second half of the season. Oh. So definitely you want to get off to a hot start. I think I think certainly the things that we've talked about, uh, making sure that you are able to stay as healthy as possible, however much you can keep that in your Control as possible, and then also winning those AFC matchups, even against the, the bad AFC teams, right? Like don't be dropping these trap games, but Houston out to Houston. Exactly. Don't be losing to the Jets or the Texans or you know, don't be going out to London and losing to the Jaguars. Like these are games the Broncos simply can't drop. Even if those teams are improved this year, which I expect them to be, I don't think you can lose those particular games and expect to win. You want to be able to split games that, that may be tougher down the line. Games against, like you mentioned, Baltimore, going into Baltimore, which is, I mean, one of the toughest places to play, regardless if they are fourth place last year or not. I think that's going to be the biggest thing that potentially prevents the Broncos from getting in
0: to the playoffs this year on oh, Broncos country. Come on up here in just a moment. We're going to take some of the responses that you sent to us as to why or why not the Denver Broncos will make or not make the playoffs this upcoming season. But before we do that, just let me tell you, if you want all your training camp coverage in one place, if you're somehow a fan of another team, you stumbled upon this podcast, the Lockdown Podcast Network has a podcast for you. If you want daily Denver Broncos news content coverage, Sarah Beninger, and myself, we bring you that every single day from an objective point of view. We look at the X's and O's. We look at some of the major storylines to keep Broncos fans as best informed as possible here on the Locked On Podcast Network. As we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode of the show, real quick, Broncos country, thank you so much for making Locked On Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. I wanted to get Broncos fans involved in this conversation, Sarah, as to maybe why the Broncos will make the playoffs or why not in terms of that conversation that we've been having on today's episode of the show. Let's start things off. With our good friend Kyle Blacker, avid supporter of the show, has several of these filthy casual t-shirts. Appreciate all the support we get from the Blacker family here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. He says the reason that they will make the playoffs, actual quarterback to go with a roster that was missing one in previous years. That, I think he makes a very good point. On the other side, you know what is the reason that he said as to why they won't make the playoffs?
1: Well, I think these are good reasons. If things don't come together quickly for the new staff, you know, if play calling is an issue, you have a first-year defensive coordinator, I think you could really go both ways with that coaching staff argument, right? You could say, well, either it's going to be better because it can't get any worse than it was, or it's not going to necessarily be better because these guys are all new at what they do, right? Nathaniel Hackett is a first-year head coach. And really, I mean, he does, hasn't called plays a lot in his NFL coaching career. So he's going to be calling the plays for really the first time in a while. And then you got Ezero Evero, the defensive coordinator, first time DC, you've got Dwayne Stukes, first time special teams coordinator at the NFL level. You got a lot of first time position coaches, you know, first time this first time that, you know, it's like basically a rookie class coming in and the coaching staff, but uh, you could see that going either way. But I think it's a valid argument to say that could be a reason why things won't go well. And then obviously Cody, we've got the, the mile high profit here who, who is declaring
0: that the Oracle has spoken. Well, he says that the Broncos will make the playoffs. And the reason why he says, I have consulted with the Oracle at mile high. I don't think there needs to be any further conversation on that. The Oracle has spoken. The Denver Broncos will be playoff contenders in 2022 mile high salute to our good friend mile high profit. But now let's get to Justin at Canada's canes on Twitter. His reason for why he says, why Russ is healthy and the coaching staff has done well in their first year in brand new rules, right? Kind of having that conversation, going back to the anomalies that we've seen with the rising, trend of young head coaches. I wouldn't necessarily say Nathaniel Hackett's like the young 25 or 29 year old guy that Sean McVeigh was at the time when he became a head coach in the National Football League, but you know the younger, more energetic head coaches and also position coaches. Denver has a lot of that this year. We talked about the experience of Vic Fangio's staff the last two seasons. How was the most in the NFL? Unfortunately, it didn't translate to the Broncos making it to the playoffs. Was that an issue of not having a quarterback? There's a possibility. But also, is it not being able to relate to players? I think it's a huge thing in today's NFL that often gets overlooked, and this new coaching staff has done a really good job of getting that buy-in from players because they are very relatable. Now, on the other hand, why not according to Justin? Well, it's exactly what
1: we talked about right at the top of segment two. It's injuries and specifically an injury to Russell Wilson. Like remember last year, obviously he had the finger injury and the Seattle Seahawks season was kind of derailed by it. They made a little, little bit of a run there in the second half, but it was too little too late. So if Russ isn't healthy, I I mean, that's going to play a huge factor in why they wouldn't make the playoffs, but also again, bringing in the coaching staff, the coaching staff, not adjusting to their new roles. I think that's a legitimate concern from Broncos country at, this point just to say not that they the coaching staff has proven that they can't adjust to new roles at this point but they haven't necessarily proven that they can't so i think that's the that's one of those things like i mentioned before it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't are you willing to to bank on the devil you don't know just because it could be different than what we have come to know as the norm over the last couple of seasons i think that's where you're it's just a matter of whether or not you're a, a glass half empty or a glass is half full type of person right it's just whether or not you how you look at the coaching staff so that's definitely I think the the two major things right there if the coaching staff start, if we start noticing that they're holding back this really great roster that we keep talking about if they're not you know playing to the players strengths and catering to their strengths we'll know very very quickly
0: because over the last three years we've seen plenty of it right yeah We have seen a ton of it. Well, I also think it's a great point is, you know, one thing you Broncos fans can expect this season here at the Lockdown Broncos podcast, Sarah mentioned it. We're never going to be too low. We're not going to be doom and gloom, hot take, screaming the world is on fire, the sky is falling, and we're not going to be too high. Like, we're going to be in the middle. We're going to cover things the way they need to be covered. We're going to see, okay, hey, maybe this is going on. How can they fix it? We're going to be solution-based in our analysis and coverage of the Denver Broncos. You don't need that hot take stuff. We don't believe in hot takes. We don't believe in the over reaction stuff you get real objective Denver broncos news content coverage here on the lockdown broncos podcast every single day all year long because for the true fan there is never an off season but that'll wrap up today's episode of lockdown broncos here in your favorite podcast and provider or whether you're watching us here on youtube we appreciate you so much tomorrow's episode of the show we have the media barbecue will we hear from george payton will we hear from nathaniel hackett i'll be there at the media barbecue so we'll provide the recap on tomorrow's episode locked on broncos